0: Welcome to the Cult of Comics podcast. I'm your host Tyler, and today I'm joined by my usuals, uh, Josh and Sean. How are we doing, guys?
1: You know the usual.
2: Yeah. The world is on fire. I, I mean, that's also drowning.
0: that's yeah. actually not necessarily untrue. Your we country's had a heat been wave having in the UK. You had last more than just week, a heat wave. You have, then, you've been having a flood yeah, this, too, haven't you?
2: This, yeah. Last week mm-hmm. was a heat wave. This is flooding.
0: Man, this month has just been hard for.
2: A lot yeah. of Europe, actually, yeah. too. I yeah, heard that Germany's very, very still dealing.
0: They had like 150 losses of life with the uh, the flood recently, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, they had a yeah. huge flood.
0: It's really intense. Uh, what part of uh, the UK is the
2: was the flood? London, or oh, that was what I've seen so far.
0: That's surprising to me. Actually, I would have figured it would have been further
2: no, south. This, I guess like videos oh. of like the um, London's pretty south. Yeah. Of the, the whole map. of the
0: uk i mean when i picture england sure but of the uk of england
2: and the uk okay. it's very
1: south oh, yeah
2: yeah um but yeah there's been like videos of the uh subway in london just like completely covered in water like Jeez. it's come like up all the stairways and stuff it's not that's not fun <laughs> i am looking at a map of the uk and of england and i can confirm london is very south are you sure i south is the down one right
1: (laughs) typically yeah
0: so i i see what my mistake was i was looking at a map earlier and i for some reason thought that scotland was like beneath england but i think i was looking at the map wrong i don't know why don't ask me (laughs) 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 i was looking at it from like a tilted angle i think and i think that that i don't know i can't explain it let's just chalk it up to me being an american
1: yeah yeah American. You'll
2: do great on is it Jimmy Kimmel where they interview people and they're like, oh, where's this on a map? I'm actually pretty good about that usually, but uh
0: it's I just couldn't care like that much about locations in the UK. It's all Pish Posh Fairyland for me. I hate you. And now it's Pish Posh Fairyland underwater. Yes. <laughs> uh so today is monday uh july 26th 2021 the pandemic is still occurring and today is our news episode so we're going to talk about some of the things that have been going on in the world of comics if you've never been on the show before the kilt comics podcast is a show about lo and behold comics who would have thought uh and in our segments we break it up for news uh in the world of comics and uh the comics that we've read during the week So we're going to talk about some of the big news this week, which is going to be, uh, first, the Eisner Awards, which has been really awesome. Uh, There's been multiple awards and accolades going towards creative artist Ed Berubaker, specifically one for the graphic uh, novel Pulp, which for some reason is called Best Graphic Album, I don't know why, Uh, which was uh, done with the art by Sean Phillips, one of his uh, typical co-conspirators, published through Image, fantastic book. Uh, and Best Digital Comic, Friday, with artist Mar- Marcos Martin. Uh, Matt Fraction and Steve Luber won an award for Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen for Best Limited Series and Best Humor Publication. That's uh, on
2: my list of stuff to read. I haven't got around it yet. But it is a, lot of, a lot of fun. Yeah. It's
0: it's it's a lot of fun. Do you remember that sequence in the oversized Superman special that featured Superman, uh, Jimmy Olsen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lois Lane? I know what like, I mean. Yeah. That
1: okay. That was the uh, the Jimmy superman's pal jimmy olsen with matt Franch, yeah and that's the one you're talking about
0: well so the reason i bring that up is because there's a portion in it where uh jimmy olsen accidentally ends up in uh some hotel in i think it's gorilla land uh the gorilla, gorilla city
2: yeah the gorillas have hotels. with um apparently so
0: listen they're allowed to sleep where they want they it's need to civilized. get a they need to get away every once in a while you know what it is when your gorilla children are beaten down on you and you just want to get away yeah. with your gorilla wife at, and you your know, gorilla go to job the jungle is
1: city or get out of the yeah. jungle city.
0: You just want to make some gorilla love to your gorilla wife. Make sure that the gorilla kids are being taken go care of by yourself gorilla eight, grandma banana smoothie. Do you think Gorilla Grod has gorilla grandma? Grod? That's a lot of G's. Anyways, uh, there's he a portion you know. in that story where, uh, Jimmy Olsen wakes up and he finds Dex star, the cat from the red lanterns in his <coughs> place. And he just starts puking blood across the entire room like panel vomit panel vomit panel vomit. cat
1: or jimmy olsen
0: the cat i forever associate that cat now with that sequence and it's never gonna go away which is funny to me because that's one of my favorite like, villainous characters in the uh, universe. I love how ridiculous comics can be. It's so it's so wonderful. Um, speaking of animals, Stan Sakai for Usagi Yojimbo won uh, Best Continuing Series and Best Lettering, which is published by IDW currently. And that's uh, going to be some leading into some news later on yeah. in the episode as well. Well, we're
1: just going to do that here, where uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, they tease the uh, Usagi Yojimbo TV show on Netflix.
0: So this is interesting to me because... The article that you had shared didn't directly say Usagi Yojimbo right in the title. They kind of, it almost seemed like it was a knockoff at first, but then you read it more and then it's like, yeah. oh, this is very clearly just an adaptation of that work. It's, it's strange to me that they're not just calling it Uy- Usagi Yojimbo based on the title of the article itself. Yeah. Um, and that's, it kind of caught me off guard.
1: It's neat, but I, I don't think I'm going to watch it. Um, it. The art style is pretty weird for me.
0: I mean it's been that way for years. Usagi Jimbo is one of those created...
1: Well not the uh comic, the uh animation stuff is sure. weird. Yeah.
0: Is it because it's that CGI kind of uh animation or Yeah.
1: Not quite like the it's not quite cel shaded. I don't know what to describe it as.
0: No, it's it's um I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's 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 like a step down from Zootopia, basically.
1: Yeah. Less polygons.
0: Yeah, a little bit less polished, but... I mean, I'm probably going to check it out just because. It it looks a lot more like a kid's show, and that's not... That's going to be weird because it's definitely not a kid's comic. No. It's a very fucking brutal series that has been going on for a long time. And I think that a lot of people imagine because they're anthropomorphic animals that it must be, like, this super-friendly, like, super-kid-friendly show or comic. And that's definitely not the case.
1: Yeah... Yeah, it's almost like a a somewhat more kid-friendly version of what, like, Lone Wolf and Cub or something?
0: Uh, I I mean, if I had to compare it to anything, I would compare it to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the comic book, not the TV show. Yeah,
1: well, they keep mentioning Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles all over this. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this, like, almost treating Usagi Ojimbo as, like, a spinoff of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles.
0: Well, there's been a couple times that they've interacted with each other, and yeah, hearing they're, Donatella they're go, Usagi, is really funny.
1: Yeah. It, it's just, they keep saying it in there, and it's kind of weird. A
0: lot of it is because it's it's got similar themes. Anth- anthropomorphic animals carrying katanas and fighting in a traditional yeah. Japanese-style fighting class, and that Japanese influence in the storytelling and the fighting. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of makes sense that they would go hand in hand, but this is going to be t- uh, more in the, um, uh, I can't think of what the name of the era is, but it's, um it's the era where Samurais, right before Samurais were uh, outlawed uh, and Edo? top. Yeah, that's it. Uh, have you ever read the comic? I, I don't, I don't think, I think I just asked you this.
1: Uh, Bits and pieces. I might have a issue or two.
0: It's a good series. I It's one of those early ones that I read when I was a teenager, and yeah. it, it really stuck around with me. Yeah, um, I thought they
1: were, like, republishing it or something. I'm like, is this going again? It is. I it's,
0: up... No, no, no. It's, it, they repicked it up again recently. Um, yeah. they, they started coloring it, which is the first time that they've done that, and it's a little weird. But mm-hmm. uh, when you've seen this comic last for years and years in black and white and then suddenly they color it, you're kind of just – thrown off a little bit by it but i mean from what i've read it's still good yeah 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 um let us see who else won what kelly thompson and uh elena casagrande was voted best new series for their work on black widow uh i
2: read issue one of this and it was very good but i just didn't pick up for whatever reason just didn't carry on with it sure but it was good Peach
0: Momoko won Best Cover Artist. James Tiny in the Fourth won Best Writer. Ooh, yes.
2: Oh yes, that is uh, well
0: deserved. Graphics, the publishing house, scored wins for Hanselman's Seeds and Stems, which is pretty cool to see. Uh, they are a Seattle-based publishing house. If you guys didn't know that, they uh, I actually used to visit their publishing house pretty regularly when I was living over there. I've heard of um, them. Let's see here. A lot of these are kind of just uh, some you know other accolades and awards for you know random things such as oh hey let's check it out we got phil lamar to hosting we've got sergio Aragones presented the hall of fame awards blah 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 but that's a lot of the big uh portions yeah. am i missing anything here boys uh we super few... smash
2: the clan yeah. won two awards for best adaption and best uh publication for kids hell yeah we a lot that's of a really good story
1: uh, repeat offenders in here because ed brubaker won again farther down for best digital comic friday oh yeah
0: of course Junji Ito uh, won best U.S. edition and international material, which is pretty cool. Uh, specifically Writer for Ramina, yeah. Have you ever seen interviews with that guy?
1: Oh, I've not seen interviews with him. I've read some of his comics, and that's always it's just jarring.
0: really funny because he's he he makes such intensely dark content. Yeah, but he's like this really wholesome, really happy dude. Yeah,
1: that that seems to be like a common thing about people that do that sort of stuff. I common I factor guess. like I'm getting it all out on the page. So I can be chill, I can be cool, you know, in you know, my normal life. Sure. That's my that's his outlet for doing all sorts of weird stuff.
0: I need to check out more Jinji Ito because people hype him up like mad and I know for a fact that it's good. It's just I've never had the actual chance to sit down and just read some of it. I haven't read a manga in forever.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, just um, do like one at a time. Don't don't yeah. fuck yourself up too much. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I already read stacks of comics a week. I, I don't know if I can, you know, assign myself. Well, I mean, it's like,
1: it's like maybe 15 or 20 pages. They're, you know, short sure. stories.
0: Whereas a manga is, you know, 120 to 160 pages, depending on the volume, what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean,
1: they're usually published like, you know, Skybound X, where it's, you know, one comic a week, 20 pages sure. or so. But it's, the format's a bit different from... You know, what we're reading for these comics, it's usually black and white.
0: No, no, I'm familiar. I used to collect Shonen Jump when I was growing up, but that was one of those.
1: I've got got stacks on stacks of that stuff.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, I can see why it's still sought after these days, because it's a really awesome way to get into comics uh, in a different format in a really easily collected edition. I'm actually more surprised that there isn't stuff like that out now for... Uh, American stuff. I, I think that a yeah. lot of that has to do with just trying to make sure that each individual story has their own book and that's it, so that way you, mm-hmm. there's a little bit more money to be raked in. It yeah. seems to be a little bit more of like a collective... Cause um, I was
1: paying five or maybe five dollars a week for six or seven 20-page stories. Sure. Yeah. I gotta I gotta get rid of that stuff. It's taken up so much space. I got like um, eight years of that
0: I thought that shonen jump number one was going to go for a lot more, but I'm actually surprised that it's not that it doesn't go for yeah. very much on eBay at all. But yeah,
1: I, I, I figured a collection might be better. doesn't yeah. have any of the cards, but yeah, I've still got some that are still in the packaging though.
0: Ah, collector's cards. You got to love that. Um, so <laughs> it's going to move us on to the next bit of news, which is that Scott Snyder has a fuckload of new comics coming out through comiXology. Uh, I'm they are going course. to,
2: how many are there? Eight books eight new books and eight? they're being published uh at first through Comicsology digitally and then they'll have all have a print release version from Dark Horse
0: which is really awesome to see because Dark
2: Horse definitely needs more content oh and they're all coming through his best jacket press imprint.
0: which I haven't seen in years I don't think terrors through that is it really I think I think I mm. don't think so I mean don't quote me on that but whatever Um, Yeah, these books are really awesome. Let's see here. Just taking a peek at what The Hollywood Reporter is reporting on. We've got We Have Demons, which is going to be Snyder and Capullo. Uh, Yet again, Capullo just refuses to work with anybody but him. Don't know why.
2: He worked with Mark Miller briefly.
0: Yeah, that's it. A six-issue miniseries for a a very basic, not exciting book at all. Then you've got Barnstormers, which is going to be Snyder and Tula Lote, who I don't think I'm familiar with at all
2: she's done a lot of covers or variant covers at least
0: okay book of evil by snyder and jock which i'm always a fan of that is
2: a pro story
0: really
1: there are illustrations
2: yeah
0: okay uh we've got canary which is by snyder and dan panosian which is a story about 1891 and a mine collapses into itself. Find out what the dark substance found 666 feet underground is. This horror western.
2: It's so cheesy, and I love it so much. It's pretty great. I'm actually and going that back cover to is pretty cool as well.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going back to uh, We Have Demons. And it, I don't see a synopsis for that one uh, on here.
2: You skipped several to get down to that.
0: No, it was the Way first down. one.
1: We Have Demons is at the very end ah uh, okay yeah, that's what the today.
0: synopsis is uh we've got Clear uh, by Snyder and Francis Manipal which is the story that's of a sci-fi mystery thrill on. ride into a strange dystopian future where a neurological internet connection is transforming
2: reality I'm very excited to see some Francis Manipal art it's Francis story sounds it's crazy it's always cool but the art is going to be next level Duck oh, and
0: yeah. Cover by Scott Snyder and Raphael Albuquerque I'm just going to stop saying that Scott, Scott Snyder's tied to all these so I'm just going to t- tell the artist at this point um this is going to be a manga-influenced teen adventure set in the strange post-apocalyptic America of 1955 in conjunction with Albuquerque's Stout Club Entertainments. Then we've got Dudley Datson and the Forever Machine, which is a really cool title, uh, by Snyder and Jamal Eagle and Ooh. Juan Castro. I don't know those creatives at all, but it's going to be the story of a rollicking adventure story about a boy, his dog, and a time machine that controls time and space. What could, could What could go wrong? then you've got a team up with francesco Francovilla for night of the ghoul which is yeah uh i like Francovilla. he's a really cool artist he's uh the guy who just did the art on that last issue of joker um a dazzling work of horror intercutting between the present day narrative and the story of a lost horror film interesting
2: yeah so this reminds me of the movie london after midnight which is a film that was lost um i don't know how it was lost but it's from like the 20s yeah and there's it's sort all of become something of uh, urban legend of like if you see this movie you will go crazy or something
0: really yeah. in seven days never heard of that i don't remember <laughs> um anyway as he looks it up yeah um, the synopsis for We Have Demons is going to be the conflict between good and evil is about to come to a head when a teenage hero embarks on a journey that unveils a secret society, monsters, and mayhem. And I just want to point out that they decided to omit the Oxford comma there, and that doesn't mm-hmm. really make any sense. And I hate, I just want to call out Mr. Hollywood Reporter Writer. Who is that? Who wrote this article?
1: Wait, where did they uh, Aaron Couch. omit the...
2: After Monsters.
1: It, it's there for me
0: it's not for me it says a secret society comma monsters and mayhem
1: weird why would i'm looking at it and i see a comma
2: i do not have a comma on my end
1: i don't know refresh your page
2: (laughs) yeah that's the issue here
0: get fucked (laughs) anyways i'm gonna upload it
1: right there under news and you'll see
0: oh that's really weird I'm confused. Wait, are you looking at the very bottom of the page? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's no Oxford comment. That's really strange.
1: Let me refresh. Maybe they took it away. They took the it away. last 2nd Ha-ha!
0: <laughs> so I actually know about this a little bit. Um, the uh, AP style book in journalism omits the oxford comma but i actually always fight people on that because nope. it doesn't make any sense to me it's the way i, I was taught
1: it. so it's the correct way
0: it's it's just a really interesting thing to want to remove most of the time it's because they want to save as much space as possible for yeah. their articles it doesn't really make any sense right. in this day and age when we have journalism online It just All it's right. very strange i'm gonna
1: go listen to some vampire weekend Give okay you go do that oxford comma <laughs>
2: All right. I am pretty excited for most of these, if not. Okay. I'll definitely check out issue ones of all of them. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. I'm definitely I've, curious.
1: I've got something like a random memory that I'm trying to figure out what the solicit was not for. Not allowed. Somebody was working on something and they were sharing. I don't know if it was Scott Snyder or not. Maybe it was like a Sean Murphy thing that he was sharing where mm-hmm. it was a uh, father daughter sort of team, something techie.
2: I think that was um, the We Have Demons. Okay. Because that was the Capullo thing that was teased.
1: Okay. So I'm not too this, far off.
2: A okay. uh, daughter with like a robot hand kind
0: yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And she looks like she's like a little bit goth. She's got kind of like a death appearance about her. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited about this. I mean, it's Scott Snyder. Uh, it so it's very. Lot.
2: He has been a very busy boy. In Apparently.
0: COVID. We had no idea. He's been doing Noctera and Undiscovered Country, which came out this week as well. And yeah. it's, it's a lot of content. Uh, Time for another he...
1: break on those.
0: Well, he did say that he wanted to hop off Justice League because he wanted to focus on some more creator-owned stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see that he's you know, focusing on something that's not just fucking Batman again. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been doing Batman for, what, 10 years now?
2: I want a Batman who laughs on going, written by Snyder, drawn by Snyder.
1: <laughs> Voiced by Snyder.
2: <laughs>
0: exactly. I like would read I would listen to an audiobook version of Scott Snyder doing his absolute best impression of the Batman who laughs um what else do we got going on in the news today boys we got Wonder Woman's 80th anniversary is set to be released with 12 titles of new books uh, featuring new obviously
1: books which well are 12 books running total. stuff
0: 12 books total that's gonna include yeah. the 80th anniversary special the original Batman or I'm sorry Wonder Woman why did I say Batman <laughs> Uh, the original Wonder Woman title itself. The sensational Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder Woman Historia. The Amazons, which is finally going to be the Kelly Sue yep. book we've been waiting for for I'll a long that.
2: time from Black Label. Phil Jimenez. The artwork he sees about is next level. Absolutely, mm. positively. Look
1: at those peacock feathers.
0: I can't believe it's Phil Jimenez. That's fucking great. Um, we've got Nubia in the Amazons by Williams. And I'm assuming that's Vita Ayala. Mm. I assume so. Hell Yeah. Uh, then we've got the Wonder Woman Black and Gold. Um,
1: there was the thing with uh, Is this a Nicholas Scott Ro- cover? The Steve Rogers. Travis is that uh, mm. a reprint? I remember we talked about this with the Steve is. Rogers. Uh, it
2: was a pin-up from the issue 750 they did. But I don't mm-hmm. know what, the, what it actually is here. Okay. okay. Yeah, there's um, no text for it yet. Yeah.
0: Um, we've got the Joel Jones Wonder Girl comic ongoing. Issue number six is going to be coming around that time. And ah, man, I just love this Jim Lee cover. Mm-hmm. Every time he draws Wonder Woman, it's always so awesome, especially with the cape. Um, then we've got the Wonder Woman and the Adventures of a Young Diana, which is going to be a I I'm going to say young adult book because I don't yeah. think
2: it would be appropriate to say child's book. You do um,
1: reprint the uh, collected sections from the back of uh,
2: quite possibly. That seems that so might Wonder even Woman be where it's or going. Wonder Girl yeah. that
1: it's being in the back of.
2: Woman. Yeah.
0: Uh, we've got a single free Wonder Woman Day special edition by Greg Rucka and Liam Sharp. I gotta get
2: that. Um, which is issue one of their run from a few years ago. Yeah. Right. Which, uh,
1: you know. Wonder Woman: The Lies. It's. Yes.
0: That's fine, I guess. And then we've also got uh, the Laurie Halls Anderson Wonder Woman Tempest Tossed. Uh, The Wonder Woman special edition, uh, including a chapter from the graphic novel, illustrated by Leila Del Duca. Uh, Another one free, uh, Diana, Princess of the Amazons, illustrated by Victoria Ying. Um, I actually don't remember this one coming out.
1: So this is one of those, uh, whatever the, what is the imprint for the uh, children's novels? The young adult stuff? Yeah.
2: Zoom. Is it Zoom? Or ink I think Zoom's I think it's ink. kids wanted inks but oh TM yeah one. ink
1: sounds right
0: I don't know quote don't quote me on that I haven't read a single one of them I know that you guys read the Thor imprint by um, America Tamaki that's the furthest thing I know from it yeah well, well that's that's Marvel, Marvel, that's Marvel no I Marvel. know but I'm just saying like that when it comes to like the kids air quotes, yeah. kids stuff
1: but then they like, have that's as far as I know yeah well they have like the graphic novels which is a bunch of art and then they also have like the you know prose mmm okay <coughs>
0: It's cool to see that Wonder Woman's getting so much attention because she is one of those characters that... You know, God bless DC. I love him to death, but sometimes they really just don't give the attention, even to one of their... The, the third best-selling character on their roster, which is just unfortunate. You know, you got... Is, is she the third best-selling character? I don't know. I and mean, I'm just saying that she's a part of the Trinity. Realistically, she I, should I'm be I'm the sure. best. I'm pretty yeah.
2: sure Batman's the top three.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's Batman, Batman... Batman, Batman, and Batman, because he spits hot fire.
1: Um, Batman, exactly. The te- the Detective, and The Dark Knight.
0: The Holy see Alright, let's tell you what. Name five Batman books that have been coming out monthly. Go. One.
2: Batman, Detective Comics, Batman The Detective, Batman Urban Legends, and... Is there a fifth one?
0: That, there's definitely a fifth one.
2: That's come out recently?
0: Batman Beyond. Yeah. I mean, I guess that counts. So, okay, Batman, the de- uh, ba- Batman Detective Comics... The Detective um, Urban Legends and then um, Batman Beyond actually ended recently didn't it
2: uh, like a year ago yeah three. sure the Batman and Catwoman year. Batman and Catwoman that's one I forgot uh,
0: yeah. Reptilian that's six
2: uh, I forgot about these
0: there's just too many White ne- Knight White Knight well no that's done for
1: now
2: for now
0: for now For now. Yeah, until yeah. it comes back again I'm actually excited for to see what while. Batman Beyond for a little it's been a while Um, outside of, uh, Batman, we actually have some news, uh, about some X-Men stuff. So (laughs) as we know, uh, Gary Dugan has taken over as the new writer on X-Men, uh, after Jonathan Hickman has hopped off, he's going to be taking over a new title as part of the roster of the X-Universe characters. And they are advertising a new event that's going to be coming out. That is the third time I think that they've done this Marvel X-Men Marvel's X-Men's Disco inferno, I mean inferno,
1: yeah disco inferno <laughs> sorry yeah, burn, there.
0: baby, burn. no, I actually like that you did, I don't mind that at yeah. all it's this is like the third time that they've done inferno, um the original basis was in the eighties let's see here. Scott mm-hmm. was still on a farm with his fake wife with his real son, who was a clone of Jean Gray who ended up being possessed by the devil and. No, clone no female clone yeah of, okay. G- of Jean gray she, she remembers she's got the red hair and he's always chopping wood and he's always like hum, 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 yeah chopping wood chopping wood and then all of a sudden Jean gray comes back after even though she's fucking dead for some god-awful reason and she's like i'm back i was in a pod and now i'm back yeah. from outer space and now i'm alive again
1: for yeah. reasons who knows i don't know
2: can we just get a series of tyler just recapping yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> for some reason i get uh the richard's children the richard children and the uh gray uh family summers. and summers family yeah the summers and the Richards. that whole Grays, fucking all mixed up
0: at least with the fantastic four universal family you can have a linear concept of like okay uh reed and sue get married have some arguments they're still married have some kids hickman takes over suddenly the kids get powers holy shit this is happening wow like there's yeah. that x-men you're like okay well which part of the universe do you want to go yeah, to? You want to you want to talk about like the that. clone wife you want to talk about gene gray the third time she died all or the of those time kids she
1: end up being like some sort of chosen one oh you know omega level plus mutants so with fantastic Four,
0: at least with uh franklin uh franklin that nathan that was that actually, I don't know if we talk, talked about this, t- that on this show, but uh, Dan Slott took away his powers. We did. Well, I'm recapping anyways. <laughs> Dan Slott took away his powers uh, as a mutant and said that apparently that that was no longer a thing. Hickman actually had a whole plot that he was going to build around that, but yeah. Slot didn't even like, it, talk to him about it.
1: Was it just taking away the powers or saying, wait, these aren't mutant powers?
0: Yes. So Charles Xavier talked with him in person uh, and was like so apparently you're actually not a mutant my bad even though i have cerebro and i'm the most powerful psychic in the universe and especially
1: since you just had that series dealing with yeah you just had mutant presenting powers
0: yeah literally months prior with chip Zdarsky writing the story fucking who knows why because (laughs) slot comics whatever Look, I love Slot as much as the next person, and I love what he's been doing with Fantastic Four. But I at least acknowledge that holy shit, that guy's got just absolutely terrible communication skills. Mm. Um, this is going to be another one of those events that's oh, it's it's gonna change the X Men forever. They'll never be the same. Same with they uh, literally just built up the X Men for twenty odd issues. Yeah. Plus the uh, four to six issues of Power and House, uh, and reestablishing them. Sure. Reestablishing what, who the, they are on Krakoa, what's been going on with them, the event that just happened with Apocalypse, and, and them coming together to be heroes in the eyes of the world. And now they're going to take that all away again and just yeah. destroy all of it. And this is the end
1: of the Hickman run?
0: The Hickman uh, hopped off that X-Men run. Now Dugan's taking over with a roster of characters that has been handpicked by fans based on a survey, actually. So all of these characters are fan favorites that everybody wants on this team right now. And Dugan was like, you know what should be a great idea? Let's recap an 80s event that has been done to death, that nobody likes anymore, that maybe a handful of people will recall. Three different
1: events going on at the same time. Seriously. You've got got that, you've got this Trial of Magneto, and you've got the uh, Iron Man armored heroes or whatever
0: well so the trial of magneto is a weird thing so that's gonna the scarlet witch is dead and yeah. i guess magneto's but look i'm gonna be honest is she with dead? You. when did she die she's died i know exactly listen if you're no, not when, reading when did she die
2: she in literally just died oh, okay
0: yeah uh it was in um ex, not excalibur it might have been sword i can't remember which comic it was but it's in the x-men universe obviously uh and now there's gonna be the trial of magneto which i honestly could give a shit less about and this is the reason why I hopped off all the X-Men titles is because there's just... It'll be one yeah. year of like, yeah, and then the next it's like, ooh, this Come is really bad. Come to the
1: independent side.
0: Yes, exactly. Look, there's been maybe four times that the X-Men has actually had roster... Yep, you know, just not even roster, just dramatic changes done to the actual X-Men. And that has been when Chris <coughs> Claremont took over, uh, when Brian Michael Bendis took over, and did a lot of changes to the universe, uh, I'll give. Hickman... And what's the other time I'm thinking of? Probably X-Factor, realistically. Hmm. Yeah. But those are the only times really that, like, really big dramatic changes happened. Every other time has been everybody trying to mimic what happened with Chris Claremont. I'm sorry. I'm ranting now. It just bums me out that this is happening. Is that
1: the Phoenix saga? Is that the Phoenix saga? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know, whatever. (laughs) All right. And we're gonna move on from that rant. (laughs) So this is actually gonna be tying more into what Dark Horse was uh, talking about uh, as far as diversifying stories. Dark Horse has uh, issued a statement saying that comics are for everybody and actually included an article talking about some of the creators that are gonna be coming out and some of the stories that are gonna be coming out. um, Highlighting creators who are people of color and women uh, and LGBTQ and stories that are not, quote, uh, white male power fantasies which is cool but i feel like um except for colin bun yeah exactly well okay so here's the thing i'm confused about here um wasn't this done already didn't somebody else already say comics are for everybody and yeah like do they really need to say it again
1: well i i think that's just uh jordan being bargain. like we need to jump on this it's our 35th anniversary that's Let's fair make it our own sort of thing
0: I would say I would never say that Dark Horse is a company that only appeals to white males. I would I would argue that a lot of the stuff that they have put out is very diverse. So it's interesting to me that they're trying to highlight that right now. Maybe they're just pointing out some of the stuff that they've already created. But um,
1: yeah, they really focus on uh, uh, Karen Berger. Uh, yeah, they yeah, do. Cause
2: she's got her imprint in book Berger books. Yeah.
1: So she ran vertigo from 93 to 2013
2: she founded vertigo yes
0: yeah she was the reason why uh, a lot of the amazing stuff came out there so she had just hopped off of uh, the other publishing house and now she's moving over to dark
2: horse is that correct dark virgin books was an imprint at dark horse
0: i thought that uh, it was a separate imprint for
2: dark horse
1: and so they're mm. not just that but the uh they're changing forward. Each title will be released as an original graphic novel instead of being serialized. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Burger Book titles have consistently sold better in collected format than in single issues. So huh. Yeah. So they're going to do uh, Cyberpunk 2099, Last of Us... Uh, last airbender.
0: All those graphic novels.
1: Looks like it. I think it's the same part of the article.
0: That's interesting. Okay.
1: I don't know if it changed directions right after that.
0: So I'm looking at burger and I I was right she did work at a different publishing house, but it wasn't her burger imprint. It was
1: Burgermeister Meister Burger. <laughs>
0: Oh, shoot. This was a couple of years back. Was it? uh, Um, never mind. You know what? It was she worked at a company for a little while. She actually didn't like
1: Uh,
0: run things there necessarily. Okay.
1: At the end, it talks about Roy Okupe, uh, who's crowdfunded 10 graphic novels in five years via Kickstarter. Okay. So it's uh, African-inspired stories using African talent.
0: Like African, African, or African American?
1: It says African.
0: Cool, awesome. I think that we need more.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, content like that. I've actually been saying for some time now that uh, it's kind of weird to me that we have so many stories that are like Arthurian legends, and then we have nothing yeah. about like all of these African mythos that are. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, yeah, I it, remember
1: that discussion.
0: Remember, because it was the same argument that you made about how Wonder Girl doesn't have any of those South American gods in there right now. Like yeah. we want to have some of that more interesting storytelling in a uh, yeah and i think the only
1: sort of counter example we had was like uh anansi boys
0: yeah that's pretty much been it uh and i mean i guess you could argue that black panther to a degree is but i mean that's a superhero in a fictional you know modern day world so i, I would argue that that's not necessarily the case um i'm excited I mean, you for this still have
1: plenty of you can still have plenty of superhero stories in africa
0: sure but i guess the thing i'm trying to say is that there's yeah. african Ooh. mythos that i'm interested in reading more about and i'm definitely interested to yeah. see it's, what this is going to look like
1: it's time for die antwood to uh <laughs> come out the comic
0: it's actually d antwoord and yeah. they are very strange i would actually yeah. read their comic
1: yeah do a chappy comic get that thing going <laughs> again
0: that would be uh interesting so we have some news about Saga from Brian K. Vaughan and Fiona Staples. Apparently, a Saga box set is set to be released this November. And that was the big news that apparently they decided to release to us. Not when it's going to be coming back, not what new materials are yeah, being written. So it's,
1: we have a box set and more news is coming soon. Yeah. Not
0: soon enough. Yeah. Um, however, in this exact vein, uh, apparently somebody online pretended to be Fiona Staples on a, was it a Reddit thread. It was a YouTube live comments. stream
1: with, uh, uh, what was the, uh, hold on, I'm trying to remember who the, uh, it was. The guy from Bleeding Cool, right? No, he, he fact-checked that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's uh, yeah, near mint condition. near mint condition was the uh, uh, streamers, the podcasters. They okay. were doing a and a comic talk and they were just taking comments from the chat and uh, someone kept appearing with the name Marco and eventually we re- revealed that they were Fiona Staple and they are like, oh my god. And uh, just kept providing little news and tidbits about the comic. Saying, okay, you know, we've got the comic done, all the art and whatnot is done, just doing let- lettering and editing. We'll be out and spring 2022 will have all 54 issues done all that jazz and people are like oh you know definitely her but didn't really provide any evidence that it was her mm. but
0: it's like, never coming back yeah and then rich johnson said that that was false and he's somehow yeah had
1: a... like brian cave on had to reactivate his uh reddit account and come out and say nope that's not untrue. Us. False. Fiona Staples came out and had to be like, "Not me. Wasn't me."
0: I just wonder where they've been. I just want to know what's going on with them at this point. But I mean, cool. I mean, I'm I mean, sure we've... they'll
1: tell us when they get, you know. Well, the yeah, they'll tell us when there. they tell us. Yes, you're you're right, Josh. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> I, I, they're not it's gonna just ne- be like, what, what three year hiatus? I know. Fuck. It's <laughs> I've never. I've been right long. over here, guys, the entire time. Ugh.
2: Is never going to be finished.
0: <laughs> I want to do, uh, I want to give credit where credit is due, really quick. Josh wrote a really enticing headline here that I want to just point out. It says, Black Widow Lacks Legs, Theater's Not Happy, which is oh, actually you...
2: not a bad title. That would have uh, been. We lost yeah, you, you for a second.
1: Help.
2: Right when you are reading the beautiful
0: headline. <laughs> oh, bastards. Uh, it says, Black Widow Lacks Legs, Theater's Not Happy. No, I wouldn't be happy if she
2: lacked legs either. I like ScarJo's legs.
0: Yep. So this is, is because... That is the
1: defining asset.
0: So as everybody knows, uh, but those for, mm-hmm. who don't, for those who don't know, uh, Black Widow released both uh, two theaters as well as on Disney Plus for a premium uh, option for $30. You can check it out. Uh, for that mm-hmm. first week, they actually did really well in theaters and then they teetered off really heavily uh, in that second week in uh, the theaters.
1: Uh, 60% and then 40%.
0: Yeah, this is a very, very large amount. Now
1: it was one of the highest uh, pirated films.
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: I don't support it, it but it I, I get the sense. reason it's why. Yeah.
2: A digital version was uploaded, which means it's easier for pirates to access. Dramatically
0: yeah. easier to access. I mean, all you got to do is have a screen recording it's device still, for a
2: TV. You know,
1: It's still surprising because, like, I could watch it at home. I could watch it on my computer. I could watch it on Disney Plus if I wanted to pay the $30. But, like, this is one of the first big films to come out. You know, there was Fast 9 to, you know, be able to watch that. You know, you want to watch your Marvel movies on the big screen. So I'm still very surprised that it, you know.
2: Do you not want to go see a wholesome movie about family?
1: Family. They're all about family. (laughs) family.
0: Um... So this is not necessarily surprising to me, but I I will say that, look, to give context here, outside of the fact that we're still in a pandemic, to give more context here, the Delta variant is spreading everywhere. People are still really heavily concerned about that. About slightly more than half of the population is not vaccinated. England has been deemed a do not fly zone Americans because of what's been going on over there. Um, multiple counties in my state have been rolling back their mask mandates requiring people who even who are vaccinated to start wearing their masks indoors yet again. I mean, it's not how it well it lasted.
2: Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, the you... UK is number 1 in something. But don't worry guys. <laughs> Daily COVID when I cases. go to see uh,
1: when I go to see escape room 2 tournament of champions, I'm going to be super safe cuz nobody else is going to be in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's not going to be wait because of the pandemic, movie. man. It's not just going to be because <laughs> of the pandemic. I can promise you that. I've been waiting for this movie for like two years. I love okay, it.
0: Listen, Josh,
1: that is a testament
0: to your character of who you are as a person, where only you are going to go see these movies that nobody else is going to care about seeing and then hype it up and only until you see yeah. it. And then you're like, yeah, you know what? Everyone was right. It was really bad. I've been waiting for this for six years. No, but i'm I gonna like keep the buying the films
1: one, i am going to enjoy the second deep one. deep
0: beyond deep beyond deep beyond he's i'm sorry uh, i, I sorry backstory. you kind
1: of glitched there did you did you say <laughs> seeping pond
0: seeping no i said seeping wound
1: do you you said weeping dong
0: weeping dong that's my that's my uh kung fu fighting name
1: yeah i had another one that i was working on i can i have, i've forgotten uh
0: Listen, just because you're a dad doesn't mean you get to just expose dad jokes us It was us all day. sleeping
1: something. Sleeping. I don't. I forget what the other word was.
0: Does anybody know who Bassam Tariq is? No. Yeah. Okay, so he is a director that has been tied to a couple different projects that are really not good. But apparently there was a, not a raffle, a, a bidding war for who might be directing the next Blade film. It's uh, and apparently... still not set. Well, he won the, uh, not a raffle. He won the uh, the bid. Whatever okay. that means. I don't well, really it, understand like, why they did that. But the,
1: uh, there there hasn't been an update since a week ago, and it was still like the Tari- century might direct blade.
0: Uh, it's just a weird choice because you know looking whoa, at his
1: man, we're really filmography yeah,
2: completely, lost him. yeah. You just um, won completely but
1: you know ghost of sugarland uh got pretty good reviews i guess
2: why is there a bidding war for director that's what i'm
0: confused about
1: yeah
2: like i would assume feige would come in with a vision of who wants to direct it i have no idea yeah i wouldn't think it was i don't know Know, well, it might like just be, English. you know,
1: I mean, Mahershala Ali is a big, you know, big name. No, maybe he's fantastic. Yeah. Maybe they're, you know, giving him some input. Who do you want to direct you in this film? I'm sure he's getting a lot of sway on this. So everyone okay. is maybe Not making possibly. their case to Feige and Ali.
0: So I want to point this out really quick because I am, I was wrong. I was mistaken about the film that I thought that he had made. Uh, the movie that he made was Mogul Mowgli, which I was very, I confused with the actual movie Mowgli.
1: Yeah. With, uh, and Mogul Mowgli was with, uh, was that Riz Ahmed? Yes. Mm -hmm. That's pretty new though. Yeah, it is. I'm not, I wasn't familiar with it when I looked up this stuff.
0: Yeah. I like Riz Ahmed. He's a fantastic actor. I have never actually seen this film, but, uh, I mean, it looks very artistic, it's got a lot of awards a lot of positive reception, it's got a 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, so I mean he's a good filmmaker
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: according to the most recent update as of this month Basam Tariq is in final talks to direct the film Blade for Marvel Studios there has not been a confirmation so this is going to be another one of those situations of uh, what's his dick, playing Moon Knight wait, who's playing Moon Knight? Oh, you didn't hear about this brand new news? No. Who? who I don't know if you heard. So this is rumors. This is just rumors, Uh, but uh, again speculation. Okay. All right. Oscar Isaac, apparently rumored to be playing the one and only Moon Knight on Marvel. No. Yes. Mm, That's pretty cool. I know. I know. Brand new information. You know what? This has not been news that we've been talking about for over a year now.
1: We can. At uh, all? Yeah. We can just uh <laughs> run through some of the casting announcements. Uh, I know. Well, uh,
0: top one is uh, Oscar Isaac uh for Moon Knight, which is wow. Okay.
1: I'll mark that down in our time so everyone yeah, please can do. know where to go to. And
0: who else? You you're next. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, uh Josh Sigara uh is going to be in She-Hulk. So Which
0: remind me, who is Segarra? What is he from?
1: Uh Arrow. He played He was oh, in season yeah.
2: 5. He played Prometheus. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So okay, he was okay.
1: the big bad he was, you know, one of the good points out of that season. Season
2: five was pretty
1: Season five was good, but decent. he was he was yeah. he was a good villain. Yeah. As opposed to Damien Dark over and over again.
2: Season four was terrible.
1: Yeah. But he he's good. He's good. Yeah, he's good. Uh,
2: Sean, you're next. Yeah. Um Michaela Cole joins Black Panther Two. I do not know who she is
0: i do not either but apparently the film is set to be released july 8th 2022 which is very soon
1: so on um, uh, hbo max uh her show is uh i may destroy you
0: oh okay interesting
1: yeah okay
0: that's not bad at all i I'm, it's not a bad casting choice she's a good actress um, then next we have Michael B. Jordan apparently is in confirmations, uh, to be developing a Valzad Superman production at HBO max. Now, Sean and I have had a little bit of an argument about what this is. Uh, Sean, do you want to establish like what our argument was?
2: Yeah. So a few months ago, we had an announcement that Tana Hesse Coates and JJ Abrams were both working on a black Clark Kent movie.
0: So I think the exact words were black Superman film.
2: But it was since clarified that it was going to be Clark Kent. Clarified by who? heavily implied by someone.
1: Yeah, I think it was more implied.
0: So here's my argument here is, although... People are making assumptions. People are making a lot of assumptions. It seems like a game of telephone to me. Michael B. Jordan was the original person who was told, said to be tied to that film with Ta-Nehisi Coates and J.J.
2: Abrams. Now, he was fan cast. He wasn't attached he, no, he was denied conf- his attachment
0: he was he denied his attachment to that but he was still confirmed to be looked at by Warner Brothers in that they said that they wanted him to work on a Superman film of some kind so now that that's moved forward with this announcement about Val Zod Superman being put in pro- into production with HBO Max it's a question of was that the film that they were talking about is this going to be a single Ta-Nehisi pilot they're going to do and do the whole thing's funded by J.J. J. Abrams we don't really know now if if they do move forward and say as an announcement this is going to be a separate thing that's a film maybe it'll be the same thing that they did with green lantern Corps, where they said that they're going to do a show as well as a movie whenever that's going to be
1: but this is also
2: go ahead i i don't know how to i don't know how to verbalize this without it sounding racist
0: But, but okay explain why
2: if they do give us two Black Superman projects... ...together... ...before we've had a decent... ...classic Superman movie... ...especially if... ...they do race-bend Clark Kent... ...Superman... Mm-hmm. ...I just don't like... ...the idea of race-bending existing characters...
0: ...and if you had talked to me about that... ...a week ago I would say the same thing... ...however recently on TikTok... ...somebody that I've been following and he's been following me... ...his name is Drew X Deficit on TikTok... Um, made an interesting point, which is that if it comes to films and TV shows, the most important thing about the portrayals of those characters, and again, I'm just pre- I'm just presenting an argument here that I thought w- was fairly strong. If an actor is hired to portray act that character, their appearance is the least important part of that character. However. To- there, I, there is an acknowledgement that there are some characters that you should absolutely not race-bend. There are characters and that you cannot cast as white or black. Like, they have to be on very top specific.
2: of that, there's been rumors of Warner Bros. wanting to do a Black Superman movie for the last couple of years, at least. See, I didn't know now, that. Now, yeah, this has been going on, and Michael B. Jordan's been attached or rumored to be playing Black Superman for years now.
0: I like but the idea of him as Valzad.
2: I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. But my problem is, if they're going into this like, oh, we've got an idea for... A Superman movie, and they cast a black person to do it, fine. But if they're going on, going in with this mandate of, oh, we want to seem diverse, so we're going to make a black Superman movie. And I don't, dis- I, feel I don't like disagree with the that. the wrong reason.
0: I, I, agree. I, I, I think that if they're if casting you're... the
2: best person for the job, fair enough. But when you're going in with this mandate to seem woke,
0: I'm not going to argue with you because I think that in the wake of the murder of George Floyd, I think that there's multiple companies who want to appear like they care about black success and black joy. And I think that that's a fair thing to call out. And I think that realistically Warner Brothers is guilty of trying to appeal to people of our age range because they know that it sells. And I don't like something being sold to me in the idea or the presentation of racial diversity or racial justice. I agree with that. I think that there's been plenty of times where it has been just simply that that person was the, the right person was cast for the right job Yeah, there's also, no issue with that I do agree go ahead Sean. Uh, Josh go ahead
1: I was going to say I want to believe that it's you know being done because you know it's cool it's something that would be entertaining for folks not just you know oh I guess it's time we do it uh, you know we got a check mark you got to check this box off mm-hmm. or I hope it's not like you know, oh well, we have to put this in the movie for you know marketing reasons. You know, we got to put Coke here. We got to put you know Ewoks in for merchandising. Well, any sort of thing.
0: Do you know what rainbow washing is?
1: I I think I can take a good guess.
0: For those who don't know, rainbow washing is a term that is used to describe companies, corporations, etc. That portray themselves as LGBTQ friendly and LGBTQ inclusive during mm-hmm. the month of pride and use it as a marketing tactic to sell their products more. Meanwhile, yeah. they don't do any donations to LGBTQ donation companies. Um, they don't do it to any communities. They don't do anything to help people of LGBTQ representation. Um, they simply sell the rainbow and that's what they do because it sells the image of diversity and the image of inclusive inclusivity and whether people want to agree with it or not, companies do that all the time with films, comic books. It's a thing that they want to do. I agree with the notion that having something be natural is important. I think that there's been a lot of people on both sides of the argument who are kind of missing when those things happen. Ray Fisher, who I don't like, has said even this is coming out at a time when they're still dealing with the fallout of their conflict with Ray Fisher, which does seem yeah. like an interesting, con- interestingly convenient time. Yeah.
2: I just want to say as well one thing that makes me um, worried about Warner Bros. vision for these movies is the thing that came out from David Escoyer this week. Oh my god, Man absolutely.
0: Please, go ahead. Yeah.
2: So when they submitted Man of Steel, he got one note where he was told the ending involving superman using his pod that he crashed worth in to bring down Zod's ship um the studio told him he had to change that because if superman just uses that pod and it's destroyed how is he going to get home to krypton
0: yeah for the for the audio listeners right now josh just looked at the camera like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) he just raised his eyes turned his head very slightly and is like are you fucking absolutely kidding me right now yes i absolutely feel the same way here's the problem yeah warner brothers fucking sucks regardless of what anybody says yeah, regardless of what yeah. the property is them as a company fucking sucks warner brothers has been an ass studio for years and they have just absolutely d- please tell me you captured that moment
2: oh no that was just me actually sending the screen capture uh, okay of okay, the okay original article
0: so I'm gonna read it off here because it's an exact quote here. It says one note I got was on Man of Steel, where the ending involves Superman utilizing the pod that he arrived in as a child in order to bring down General Zod's ship. The note we got from the studio said, You have to change that. We asked why. They said, Because if Superman uses that pod and is destroyed while saving the city, how is he ever going to get back home to Krypton? <laughs> there was just this long pause and we said, Krypton blew up. You saw thirty minutes of it.
1: Jesus. And if that, that was isn't gratuitous even
0: yes it was it was a so, very long drawn out thing
2: yes yeah, so this makes me very worried about warner bro's intentions yeah. with the black superman i agree yeah, i don't I know think... about
1: intentions but they're, they're pretty good at getting the talent needed yeah. to pull these things off so i mean if you're going to do a legit you know black superman you got Tana Coates, coats you got michael b jordan you've got his production company
2: sure they so... gave um todd phillips full like more or less full creative control to make his movie and it was a critical and commercial success. Okay, I'm going to make a really they quick point here. That movie's not that good. Movies. What? But it did, regardless of your opinion of it, it did get critical Wait, and commercial take success. take that. Sure, I, that's absolutely that true. Take that Take the and, <laughs> and Make it a smile. And just, if they should have seen that and gone, oh, when we let our directors have a bit more freedom, they deliver absolutely but no they saw that and were like oh we're just gonna fuck with our stuff even more
0: here's the thing you're not wrong in that sense when a studio oversteps their bounds and starts sticking their fingers
1: into the pie
0: that yeah. is the meat of the pie that makes up a film they don't
2: just have their fingers in the pies
1: they yeah fisted but the it's pie. it's almost uh, it's not even a meme it's it's almost like a rule that if a movie does well then like all the studio execs have to step in and you know climb over each other trying to claim credit for sure you know whatever thing happened.
0: So, I've said this on the show before and I know it's a bit of a controversial opinion, but I do think that Black Clark Kent is not a bad idea. I do agree that it is a character that I think would be a big fuck you to all of the asshats of the world who yeah. are just inherently racist. Not, not not people who are concerned about the character, not people who love the character and fuck that. It'd be the a pretty good who litmus lit- test. Yeah, it it's it is a it would be an interesting testament to the essence of America and and slapping uh, racism in America right in the face because mm-hmm. when you take the face of America, the truth, justice, and the American way character, and then make him black, mm-hmm. that is in a lot of ways sending an interesting message. Now, does Superman have the ability to be Superman? and be black sure absolutely i don't think there's any question of that mm-hmm. i don't think that's even really the the point that's he's a fucking uh, alien but alien. how will the public love him if he's black that is exactly what i was going to bring up is because america is fucking racist and yeah. even if it wasn't just in america racism exists across the world now if we're just going to ignore racism in this fictional china
2: world... is a massive market for movies and they are racist as fuck they will not watch a movie with a black lead mm-hmm. who china
0: Oh yeah. yeah! Wait, what? Really? I didn't know that.
1: You haven't
2: seen
0: Trump's all the really uh,
1: things they did with uh, Star Wars to uh, minimize Finn on like posters. What? Yeah,
0: I didn't know that. They, I mean, I knew know that China was racist, but I didn't know that they did that. They will
1: take black characters off of posters and replace them. That's fucked up. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, all right, you're gonna have to bleep this part out for the next for the Chinese viewers here. Fuck China. Yeah.
1: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What's that? YouTube What's that? took our video down.
0: Well, do you hear... I I hear a, a slight laugh in the background. Oh, bother.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, we're going to continue kind of on the same note here with the next couple of things.
0: Yeah, actually. So this is actually ties into another part, like, the conversation that we've been having about this, which is the new casting for Batgirl. Race-bent Batgirl. Yes. However, this is an interesting one because
2: while she's the typical... not black she's latino
0: exactly which is interesting because she's... typically what hollywood's been doing lately has been taking uh traditionally ginger characters and then casting them as uh, people of color but most specifically as yeah, black they... people
2: i believe it was a josh uh, joke josh told me where the um casting director saw they wanted a ginger but they were dyslexic
0: <laughs> that's so fucked up yeah. that's such a fucking dark joke man Oh my
1: god.
2: Josh, it. you're supposed to be a family man.
1: I am. I am. And the next time that I run into like Dave Chappelle, I'm gonna just force him to listen to that joke.
2: Oh god, <laughs> please
0: don't. He will punch you in the mouth. Maybe. So, and now
1: he's all swole, so it's gonna hurt even more. He
0: is really swole. It's very strange. So yeah.
1: So she was not... She was, what, billed is not white enough, or too white to be in, in the heights, and now she's gonna be, you know too Latin to be Batgirl.
0: Wait, what do you mean too, light, too white to be in the Heights? What does that mean?
1: Like, for in the Heights, they accused them of casting people that were, too, you know, too fair-skinned, too white. You know, the, these people aren't, you know, uh, Dominican or Cuban enough.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah, so this ties into... So like, her um,
1: skin is, you know, too light to be someone in the heights they cast you know lighter skinned latinos
0: so that is colorism at its finest where they're defining who is going to be more proper black or latino and
1: yeah but she's getting it's basically uh, what i'm trying to get at she's getting it at both ends like she's not yeah
2: she she's too white to be ethnic and then too ethnic to be white
0: yeah So there's going to be a lot of people commenting on her race, and probably she's just sitting in the middle like, guys, I just want to fucking do my movie.
1: Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, one of the questions that I saw come up, and I don't know if you would consider it valid or not, is if they have... um, Why am I blanking out on his name now for Gordon?
0: Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Yeah, Jeffrey Wright.
1: Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright. If they have him playing Gordon, you know, playing her father... You know, are they going to have her be, you know, adopted Mixed. or, you know, have her mom, you know, uh, yeah. be someone other than, you know, Barbara Keane or something? Sure.
0: So this actually ties into the point that I wanted to make, actually. Um, so what Drew from uh, TikTok was saying was asking yourself the question of, is their appearance the most important part of their character? Well, no. Yeah, well, then ask right. yourself another part. I, of the I'm question, not saying the is... answer
1: is yes, but I agree that you know
0: oh, no actually let me finish my thought yeah so, sorry no no you're fine Uh, I was just going to say that the other side of that point was if that character could be any race does that character still have the same basis of that character now for a character like Jim Gordon or Barbara Gordon I, I would argue that that race change doesn't affect that character too much I and mean, if anything I feel like Jim Gordon in specific Jeffrey is a, character, a very good casting choice he's a fantastic actor I don't
1: actor. know I, for a, for Jim Gordon, that uh, there were people making a case that it does kind of change his story, see, uh, fighting I don't know if against it does. the corruption of the uh, police precinct. That you know, being somebody of color would draw away from just being some guy that's trying to fight the corruption versus so some you're guy that's kind that... of like not allowed to be part of the corruption or something like that.
0: I see what you're saying. You're saying that because of the color of his skin, if he was a police officer trying to fight corruption in the police force that he would have had a much harder time and probably more hardships
1: that like oh you can't be part of our club and now he's trying to take it down because you know what else can he do
0: see i a part of me wants to agree with you but i feel like there is an inherent sort of culty vibe with being in the police force at least from what i've read Mm -hmm. that i would say that regardless of your skin tone or skin color you're still going to have a hard time fighting against corruption because they're going to see you as the enemy. However, I definitely support the argument that him being white would give him a significantly easier time than being a black person trying to fight corruption. I don't deny that whatsoever.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like there are some, you know, uh, different motives being traded around, but, you know, Gordon has always been kind of the outsider anyway. Sure.
0: I... I... I would actually argue that regardless of the hardships that he would come across with it, it doesn't necessarily change that character too much. If anything, the essence of the character that is Jim Gordon is when you look at Frank Miller's year one, if you replace that character with a black character, it doesn't really change the story realistically. Now, I don't disagree with the statement that racism against Superman as a black Superman is a strong thing to think about. I still think that casting Superman as a black Superman is still a cool idea. But I also... I understand the notion that society is inherently racist. Hmm. With Jim Gordon as a character, if he was a black character from the get-go, I don't think it would change anything.
2: Yeah. Batman could never be black.
0: I completely agree with this. And the reason why is because of the, the mask breaking out. The whole thing you about him what? being... Not black. just... Maybe. Not
2: just that, but like, Bruce Wayne could never be... Like, he would receive too much, like...
0: But... Uh, well, think he, about he this. He always Stick has with those, me like, on close... That. That.
2: Stick he always has like those close run-ins with the police where yeah. he sort of gets out of it by being his charming billionaire self, and I can't imagine like the racist cops giving um, him that much. Maybe leeway. they make
1: him wear a mask or something. He's like I, you know, yeah. can't let them see my skin tone. But follow me through on this. Maybe Superman should be black, because black is better at absorbing light than red. <laughs> Be a much more efficient Superman.
0: That's it, Josh. Just saw, solved racism. <laughs> it's done.
1: He absorbs all of the sunlight instead of reflecting uh, it back. Black Superman really would be stronger than White Superman.
0: You know what? I like that argument so much. I'm okay with it, and I actually I'm for yeah. it. Yeah. Just because of that. <laughs> just because anyway, of that. Uh,
1: going back to Leslie Grace and the her casting as Batgirl, they it seemed like they were casting. A wide net. It did not seem to matter to them what skin tone or ethnicity they had for the actress.
0: I I'm going to argue that strictly because they cast Jeffrey right beforehand, so they had to have like considered that beforehand. And yeah. now you're saying that Barbara Gordon was adopted. I didn't know that about her.
1: No, I'm I'm guessing that's it, what the writers very, are going to have to pivot to. Okay,
2: it's a very gray area. Okay, it's a very gray area. Has, I, I'm,
1: I I'm just making guesses that... at what the story is going to have to be. The writers are going to be like, well, no one's going to you know believe this girl is you know this guy's daughter or something so we have to write you know a reason in here
2: Mm -hmm. so we've got black jim gordon who's going to have a latino daughter and then we've also got now got black superman who's going to have a latino cousin oh yeah that is
1: that is the supergirl in the dceu that's right
2: yeah
0: that's so strange. I just looked up uh, who Leslie Grace is, and she's not a actress in the traditional sense. She's done one film prior, and it's called In the Heights, from mm-hmm. this year that was released. That's the one we were talking and about. And that's it. That's that's it. And everything else is that she's a musician. So this is very much like Zendaya, where they're like, oh, well, she's a popular person. Let's cast her.
1: Well, Zendaya was in you know kids' TV shows beforehand. But Was she? I didn't the, know that. Yeah. The amazing acting that goes on in those. She's a Disney actress.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Whatever.
2: Unpopular done, uh, opinion. Uh, I don't Gate, like Zendaya as MJ. Uh, no. Commercial. She's a fine character, but she's not MJ.
1: I
0: Yeah, I completely agree. That character's awesome, but she's not Mary Jane Watson. Okay.
2: Unpopular opinion. I
0: don't like any of the new Spider-Man films. You bastard. I
2: like... I love Michael Keaton in it, and I love Jake G- Gyllenhaal. G- 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 but there are problems; they feel too generic compared to. Yes. I'm not I'm not the biggest I lover need... of Sam Raimi movies, but they yeah. felt very. Whoa.
1: I think I've only seen. There's only one good movie once. in the trilogy. I need to go back and watch that. It's so hard to watch Spider-Man films because they're not streaming anywhere. Like they had them for Netflix. a while. They're 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 coming out now, but for a while it was hard to stream them. Sure.
0: I think the Sam Raimi films, even the third one, for all of its flaws, is fantastic. And Spider Man no. Two is one of the best Superman fi- superhero films
2: ever made. Yeah, Spider Man Two is a masterpiece. Spider Man One's very dated, and Spider Man Three is a terrible movie. The
0: one sequence <laughs> where he makes a joke to the wrestler about not
2: just not just that the whole movie is very dated in but like spaces. how I need to rewatch it. I see. Time. So La- time I see. So you don't. I
0: see. Bapagula
2: for those just
1: listening at home sean gave the fingers to tyler (laughs) both of them all of them yeah so this Uh, is
0: interesting uh we should move on to this next bit of news district 10 is going to be coming out here soon which is the uh long-awaited sequel to district 9 uh which will be tackling a topic
1: district 10 because it's a decade later
0: yeah (laughs) <laughs> which will be tackling a topic in American history which is a very loose nondescript description about who knows what a... but so the original one takes on the, place
1: yeah. I was going to say District the original 9.
0: yeah well the original film takes place in South Africa so I mean I'm imagining that they're going to be talking about
1: racism District 9 was about well, racism
0: yes but in specific what I'm th- I, okay I- I'm just going to point it out Go ahead. Cage is in America imprisonment in America. So it could either be about, not just modern, it could also be about uh, dealing with modern day slavery in America, whether it be children being put into cages or the prison industrial complex in America. I mean, I think that that's what it would be about realistically.
1: Yeah, okay. Uh, Yeah, there's a couple different directions they could go, you know, enslaving the aliens versus keeping the aliens in cages. Depending if you want to, what kind of allegory you want to set up yeah
0: remind me how the uh district 9 was it was that there was a internment camps right
1: uh basically they uh what are those things called uh tent cities they basically yes, had tent yes, cities yes, yes, yes. underneath refugee the, camps uh, alien sh- yeah under the alien okay. ships they were they were basically refugees they didn't know how to pilot their ship or anything
0: right that movie was weird that movie had some interesting things to say and then at the end they're like we're gonna send them all home and then you're like
1: but, well, no, they they take off without bringing anybody along. Yeah, and then they're gonna go, and then they're gonna come back and save everybody.
0: Yeah, that's. I don't know what that what that Is says.
2: Anyone else kind of disappointed we didn't get blowcamp's Alien Five?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's been attached to a lot of things. He's like the he's he's the South African Guillermo del Toro.
2: But he was supposed to be making it, then he got taken off it because Ridley Scott came back and was like, oh, I want to make Covenant. No, I want it. Give it to me. Yeah, and Covenant was not a good movie and I kind of wish someone else had had a crack at it. That's not even... Yeah,
0: I'm not going to argue that. We
1: can wrap up with these last two little things
0: yeah let's just talk about a couple of things here and there these are less comic related but they're just uh interesting little factoids dexter new blood is going to be coming out this october with showtime with continuation of the dexter series from uh showtime which ended seven years ago 2012 i want to say okay so about about nine wow nine years ago jesus okay uh the trailer has been released it's Um, interesting uh it definitely yeah it looks
2: very good yeah I mean, the cinematography for, is very good.
0: Don't get me wrong, Like looking back on that show now, you're definitely like, oh wow, this was not that great of a show. But it was still fun.
2: It was yeah. very good in places.
0: In places, sure, but like there's oh. still sequences where like, you look back and you're like, oh wow, they really did hire this guy to yeah. do this flashback sequence and play a 14-year-old even though Dude. he's like a 35-year-old yeah.
1: man. When uh, Dexter... When, sorry, Michael C. Hall and Jennifer uh, Carpenter, uh, they did a flashback and they had them... Play themselves as like uh, sixteen and fifteen year old, and it's basically just them like standing on their knees over their dad's deathbed,
0: which is really awkward. And just
1: like you know, really rosy up their cheeks, give them a little lollipop and little spin wheel hat. <laughs> 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 but
2: oh, dad, my favorite
0: murderer. But dad, I need you to help me oh. with my
1: sociopathic uh, tendencies. I know I. Uh, I I typed October, but it's actually November seventh. I was mer- cool. I, I remember that wrong.
2: Right. The, in the um, trailer, he's going by Jay Lindsay, who is the his same name as the guy who wrote the novels. Ooh, that The TV okay. show is based on.
1: Mm. The um, factoids. Ooh.
2: Yeah, a little Easter egg there, but yeah, this it's interesting. It's called Dexter New Blood because they've said it's a wrap up of the show, yeah. of season eight. Yeah, who knows,
1: man? It should be. I, I want to stay in the dark Dexter
2: last blood yeah last blood (laughs) last blood
0: they drew first blood
2: there you go um yeah because new blood it sounds like it's a new beginning they've confirmed it's only a limited series wrapping up sure yeah the character
1: it's what gonna be eight maybe ten episodes
2: sure something like that yeah if
1: it's starting november 7th and you want to have it done before christmas eight episodes
0: yeah Final bit of news. Heels, a new show about wrestlers, uh, is going to premiere on August 17th. This isn't a Netflix show?
1: Uh, This is Stars.
0: Stars. Stars. Let's see here. A trailer has been dropped. It is a show focused on wrestling stars in what town? Where?
1: It's just a small town in Georgia.
0: Okay. And what's 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 the energy here? Does this look like a deep...
1: yeah well it's just uh small town it's it's basically uh what was that show on netflix uh glow Glow. it's basically like glow uh but for like uh i don't know if it's modern day or not or if it's like 80s 90s small town professional wrestling where they're building stories with each other and you know doing all these acrobatic wrestling moves
0: okay interesting Um, So I lied. There's actually one last bit of news that Josh has shared in the chat. Yeah. It is Astro City is coming back to Image Comics, the Kripusik creator-owned book.
2: So it's just just a reprint. This is not... Yeah, it's just a reprint. It's no new material.
0: Sure, but it's still coming back to Image Comics. It's a pretty big deal Uh, considering it's been over at... um, What's the publishing? Was it DC? I thought it was... Something like
1: that. Uh, The...
2: It was, the writer um, is bringing all of
1: his properties. It started back.
2: at Image, then it moved to Wildstorm, then it moved to Vertigo,
0: and now that Vertigo's gone, so that, I mean, I guess that makes sense. Okay, cool. Kurt Busiek, fantastic writer. Uh, I love yeah, it. Love it. to see it. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's been pretty much the uh, news discussion here. Uh, I do want to say that I think that this discussion that we've been having about. Um, race and comic books and racism in comic books is interesting discussion that we should be having again in the future, because I think that there's some interesting points to be had on both sides. It will um, definitely pop up. It's definitely going to, because it's a consistent thing that's going to be brought up online. People are happy about some of the casting choices. Some people absolutely hate it. And I think that it really is something that should be talked about, uh, regardless of the taboo nature of it and how it may feel, make people feel uncomfortable. And I, I, I think that having a civil discussion about it is important. So I am going to wrap it up here and say that this has been the news portion of the Cult of Comics podcast. You can find us on all the podcast locations, except for Stitcher, that's gonna be Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Alternative, which is not Breaker, whatever that one is, uh, Spotify. All of those locations are gonna be distributed by Anchor.fm. Uh, if you want to give us some support, all you got to do is give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow. But most importantly, you can give us a dollar by going to Culticomics Comics uh, Patreon, which is going to be patreoncom culticomics. You can find our social media handles uh, on Twitter, which is going to be culticomics. Comics. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Tyler Brown is here. Josh.
1: Well, you guys made me make a Instagram. So there's Corey. Yeah, we made you make it. an Instagram. Yeah. yeah. The old man needed an Instagram. Yeah, it's all our fault. Welcome to the Internet. Yeah, I accidentally Welcome hearted to the something earlier.
0: Have a look around.
1: I, I hearted um, something earlier on accident.
0: Congratulations. That means that the uh, mafia is now going to find you and the, you have to get relocated yet again. And now your wife is going to yell at you on our podcast yet again. And then I have to trim that out because the last time she used a lot of fighting <laughs> words. Yelled that just like scratched your eyes out. And I swear to God, the sound of you like just being beaten with a wet steak. That's been uncooked is one of the mm. most enticing sounds I've ever I'm found. So hungry. I shut, <laughs> I put that all over the internet and I got to tell you all the people on Pornhub loved it so much. So yeah, where's this has been the cult of the po- money? Who said there was money? There's only cummies.
1: <laughs> Cummy wummies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this has been the cult comics podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Brown. Thank you very much for checking us out. Have an awesome rest of your day. All hail. Ugh.